It's so easy to feel lost in the world today, but it doesn't have to be this way. You can break through the noise of what everyone is telling you to do and lay your foundation for a life of success, purpose, and joy. I'm Caleb Price. As a fellow young adult and certified life coach, I'm sharing exactly how to do this, how to navigate the struggles of adulthood, and how to find yourself. Join me and become the modern young adult you've always wanted to be. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. How are you? I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. (laughs) I know. I've been on every week, but I pre-recorded the last two episodes and it has been a minute since I've been in front of the microphone and I just feel like I have so many thoughts, so many things I want to talk to you about, so many things I want to share. In fact, what you're about to hear is going to be fantastic. A lot of those thoughts are going to be summed up in my words, but also in the amazing words of my mom, who has been on the podcast before. Um, She is amazing, just an absolute legend. She ran the race, which we'll be talking about, um, the swim run with me. We were tied together through the whole thing. And uh, I'm so excited to share the lessons that we learned together. She's also a fantastic life coach, um, helps, you know, Christian moms like basically discover, you know, joy in their earth life experience, discover like that purpose in their life. And uh, she's amazing. I mean, she's helped me in everything. I owe everything to my mom. And so I just can't wait to share this moment with you, as well as I just have so many other things that I want to offer each and every one of you. And so one of those things that I want to bring up real quick is that I want to talk to you about anxiety. I want to help you, especially with social anxiety. I feel like that's something that is only coming up more and more when it comes to parties and dates and just interacting with people and wondering what your friends are thinking about and wondering if you're saying things right or if people think you're weird and all those thoughts and overthinking and everything. I can't imagine, you know, it's just so hard. And and trust me, I've been through the gambit of it, but it doesn't phase me no, like no longer. And so that's why I'm doing a webinar, a class dedicated to social anxiety. How do we break up with this and establish confidence, getting confident, even when we have social anxiety in those kinds of situations. And so on Thursday, September 28th, 7 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time for 30 minutes is, I mean, go longer if you want have more questions, but 30 minutes is my plan. I'll be presenting basically what you need, like three resources and tools you need to overcome your social anxiety and to go out there with confidence in whatever it is. It's going to apply to dating. It's going to apply to just talking with your friends, going to parties or all that stuff, all those things that you can imagine. So please be there, mark it on your calendars. I would love to help you personally because it's so much better if you are there. Of course, you can sign up and of course in your busy schedule, you might not be able to make it. That's fine. You can get the recording. So don't let that also stop you. Okay, that's one thing I wanted to share. Last but not least, always plugging free coaching. 
I am doing a free coaching call for 30 minutes on offer to all of you about anything when it comes to, you know, your anxiety, when it comes to uh, decision making, maybe there's something important you're debating about, maybe you're in decision paralysis, maybe you are scared about rejection or just want to feel confident in life or you just feel so like down and you can't shake why you're feeling this way, like I can help. Coaching can help you. And so just come try it out. Yes, it takes sacrifice. You got to spend 30 minutes with me. That sounds terrible, right? <laughs> no, it is awesome. And I know you will love it. So please take it into consideration. If it's something you've been thinking about, if you're a longtime listener, you know, really give it a consideration. Or if you know someone who this can help, you know, maybe extend them that offer. So you can find the link in the bio to learn more about it. But without further ado, I really want to get into this episode. I could talk, you know, about seeing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I could talk about you know, all the other fun things that I've been doing. But really right now, I just want to talk about this swim run. I want to like emphasize that this is going to help you, this discussion. I know you are probably not an endurance athlete or like interested in that at all. Maybe you are. And if you are, this is definitely the thing you should be listening to. But I feel like these lessons are so much bigger than that. These lessons about, you know, seeing what the human body can do in terms of physical endurance only highlight the true battle, so to speak, the true nature of humanity in that we are all in the endurance event of life. And how can we endure that better? How can we enjoy that more? How can we get the most of our experience and go through this journey, um, taking it all in and making the most of it? And so... I hope that these lessons help you. I promise they will if you take them to heart. And so without further ado, I'm going to leave it to my mom and myself. Here we go. It's good to yeah. see you again. How are you feeling? I'm good. It, my foot still hurts. <laughs> my left foot. But I mean, yeah, it's crazy to think that we just got back yesterday. I still, I'm like, I don't know. It feels like, I don't know why my brain's like it was a while ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. So for those of you in our audience, we're just catching you up. We just got back from the Odyssey swim run in Mackinac Island. And the swim run is a team event. We're going to tell you a little bit about it. But because it's a team event, we thought it would be awesome to do our race report as a team event as well and share yeah our experience on the course, share our experience of the race, and also just tell like some of the things that we each learned and took away from the event. Right. There's a lot that we, I think, individually learned, but overall, as like you were saying, it is such a team thing that you're going through. And it, I mean, just like your own experience that you guys are having, it's fascinating how much you can take from something so different, a different human being or a different experience and being like, oh, I relate to all this. <laughs> yes, totally. We think it will apply to whatever thing it is you're working on in your life. So first, we're just going to break down what a swim run is. This is not an event that a lot of people have heard of, but the swim run started in 2002 in Sweden, of all places. And apparently there are a bunch of islands that make up an archipelago there and some guys had a bet going <laughs> one night in a bar. They two four friends made this bet that they could 
you know, travel across all these islands and swim across the the water between the islands and go from one end to the other. And they were having a big, a big race. And anyway, that has led to actual official races, both in Europe and in the United States, where you as a team do legs of swimming and then running and then swimming and then running and then swimming and then running and then swimming and then running. You have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, it's just like kind of fun and wacky. Apparently, we only do the weird or different kind of endurance events. It's just another way to like the way that it was described to me is that it's different than like a triathlon or biathlon because it's you're going back and forth and it's you're also not doing it on a road. (laughs) You're doing it in like the island on rocks through the forest and stuff. And so it's just very much involved in nature. And so of course people in Sweden came up with it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. It's basically a lot of trail running. And what I should have emphasized is we do it as a team. So we're tethered together through the whole thing. We have this kind of like nine foot, 10 foot rope between us and we're tethered together as we swim and then get out of the water and run and then back into the water. And so you're wearing all your gear as well during all of that. And so like you're carrying it on you, you're, you just have a wetsuit and paddles and a buoy and all this stuff. And then you have to run with that. So it's also involved in that way where it's different. You're not changing outfits or anything. Right. You're running in your wetsuit and you're swimming in your shoes. And yeah, the point is to to have an adventure out in nature and to see what you're capable of. <laughs> so just from the outset, like what was the most surprising thing to you about the event? Oh, uh, gosh, I think the surprising thing is one, we were doing it on Mackinac Island, which if those of you don't know, it's like just a small little uh, quaint Midwestern town. That's pretty much set in colonial times and, <laughs> or, or like early yeah. 1900s, no automobiles, just bikes and horses. And so when we woke up for the morning of the race, it's just like silence and like yeah. pristine beautiful sunrise. And, and so then the surprising thing was for me is just like, I don't know, the previous event had the similar anticipation quiet at night, but there were so many more people. And I think we're all like dialed in adrenaline wise. And we also were had like kind of a community gathering before that. While this one is sort of, we showed up at the ferry and there were a couple people there. And then eventually all the other people showed up on the ferry. And then the guy was like, okay, like we're going to line up and do this thing. And so you're just like, Oh, like, yeah, you're not ready. You're not ready. So get ready. And then like, (laughs) just went and you're, so then you were just like in it. So like, cause it's so fascinating. You like prepare yourself mentally for what is this going to be like? But then you're just like, you're just in it. And then you're like, Oh, I'm in it. And I, you know, and so you just get going. And so I think that was one was the surprising, just how like, normal or like not you know out of the ordinary obviously it was but just like oh yep do this thing and then you're gonna go even though we were about to do something that was like no one does yeah so it's kind of like just like quiet opening and then i'm sure we're also going to get into it but also surprising of course is just the environment how cold and how diverse how much more trails there were but also then how 
beautiful all the sites were along the way. Yeah, yeah, we are going to get into that. But I was surprised by the cold as well. The water was really cold. And I was surprised at how much it affected my muscles, like trying to run after being in the cold. That was something that I didn't anticipate. Also, for me, did not anticipate as much trail running. I had kind of pictured, you know, (laughs) the paved roads in Mackinac and not the horse trails. But so, yeah, it was it was, it was great. And also I, I think maybe what surprised me was just because I, the only other endurance event I had had was 29029. That kind of suffering for such a long time was the only thing that I could equate endurance events to. And I was surprised at how fast it was over. I was just like, Oh, well, we're done. Like the, we have the afternoon and we don't have to do anything tomorrow. Like this is amazing. So the brevity of the event. Came as a surprise to me just because the only other event I had done was 29029. Yeah, and it was just done. And then you're like, I'll go home. And they were packing yeah. up and we're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So like there's no even pomp or circumstance, even though we had done yeah. you know, something incredible. And so that's like, you know, going to this idea that we kind of had to give that for ourselves and fascinating to see how our brain works up that, you yeah. know, this of what it's going to be and then it's just being oh it's it's not it's it's better it's honestly great but it's just different than than that event and others yeah yeah it's just funny how your brain tries to be a predictor right it takes the one experience i had with endurance events and like predicts that all of them are going to be like that and all of them are going to feel like that and it's never that way and I, i think like that's anyway we're just going to get to the lessons now, but that's one lesson that I hadn't written down, but it's just occurring to me now is just that we often try to predict. And the only thing we have to go on is our past. And it's just so irrelevant, really. Our past is irrelevant, right? Pretty okay. much, yeah. Okay. So let's get to the lessons. I thought we would do this swim run style. And instead of like, Running, swimming, running, swimming. It'll be my lesson, then your lesson, then my lesson, then your lesson. We'll go back and forth here and just kind of share our takeaways from the event. And hopefully everybody listening uh, will be able to apply it to the things that they're working on in their life. All right. So the first lesson I have is that desire is the only qualifier you need. And so many times throughout training, but especially on the event itself, I felt like my brain was just like, what are you even doing out here? You do not belong out here. You know, who do you think you are? I felt like my brain just kept telling me that over and over. And as you know, you know, we we were kind of bringing up the rear of the long course. I should explain that in this event, there is a long course and a short course. And so you can sign up to run either the short course or the long course, obviously. And we had signed up for the long course. And that morning when we got there, there were not that many long course participants. Most everybody was doing short course. And even then, when I showed up, I was like, maybe I should have signed up for the short course. Maybe I don't know what I'm getting into. Like my brain was already like, you've done this wrong and you don't know what you're doing. But then as the race went on, I felt like, you know, we saw less and less people because the short course people went a different direction at one point and didn't do as much swimming as we did. And we lost the front of the pack of the long course people. And it. my brain just kept telling me like, you do not belong out here. You're the last ones out here. You know, who do you think you are? You're not good at this. You've never been an athlete. You're so slow. You're too slow. And it would just surprise me that here 
we were doing an event that literally had zero stakes. Like whether or not I finished it made no impact on my life. And yet my brain was so concerned about whether or not I deserved to be out there. And it just is like fascinating. Like my brain has so many other things to worry about out there, you know, managing energy and whatever. And what is it spending its time doing is saying you don't belong here. And I just, I, I think that happens to all of us. And I think that's really relatable to, to all of you who have goals or dreams or things that you're working on. Your brain wants to disqualify you and it wants to tell you that you don't belong, that you're not smart enough, that you're the slowest one, that, that everybody else has figured out and you haven't. And I just want to remind everyone that the only thing that you need that qualifies you to participate in your life, in your goals, in your dreams is desire. If you want to be there, you get to be there. And I just, I think that's so important. Like I wanted to be on that course with you running and swimming. I wanted to be in Lake Huron. I wanted to be on those trails. And that was the only qualifier I needed. Right. And I mean, I think that's, I mean, one, a lesson that I thoroughly enjoy because I think so many of us think we need to justify it. By purpose or by yeah. know, some higher thing versus like, it's just us. Like, and not saying that there aren't greater things that it is serving, but it's like, we just wanted to do it. Yeah. And that's the only metric because then your brain can take, you can't take that away from you. Yeah. And that's where I see specifically when it comes to our comparison, like how we had that in the beginning. Yeah. So easy to compare yourself versus the other people like there's not a lot of us we showed up and we like were fully suited up and people were like not as suited up so we're like yeah oh we don't want people to think that we don't know what we're doing so we're gonna like match them but then they suited up like a minute <laughs> after we took it off so we're yeah. like what are we doing and so then we got it ready and and, and so there's just all this like comparison that's so easy to step into because your brain's like, I need this justification to say I belong here. Yes. And that just has to come from outside. And so like, even though like we're running behind someone and we're like, Oh, like we got to do better than that. Or there's someone behind us and like, well, we're doing better than that. Yeah. Like that means we're allowed out here or we need to change this so we yes. can be out here. Like we made up quite a bit of ground while we were swimming. I thought we were great swimmers since we're like, oh yeah, we got this going for us. Yet none of that mattered. Like yeah. none of it actually serves you. Even the one that's like kind of boosting you up. It's yeah. on the foundation that there has to be a like justifiable like metric. Yeah. Or you have to prove skip. that you can be out here, that you deserve to be out here, that you're allowed to be. And it's just nonsense. Yeah. All right, your turn. Yeah. So then this other thing that kind of stood out to me overall is that is this idea and concept that theory will only take you so far. Specifically in this swim run, it was fascinating and I think important for my brain to really conceptualize what is this event going to be like? Like that was necessary in terms of the training. Like we practiced how we were going to run. Um, we practiced how we were going to swim. We practiced going back and forth in transitions. When we were on vacation, we made it a priority to practice doing it together even. Because we saw yeah. in the last event, we had prepared, yeah, but we hadn't prepared in a manner that was like conducive to the environment. And that, while it didn't like negate us at all, 
I, we both came away from that experience in 29 or 29 that, Hey, I think we can change how we're going to train so that we're better prepared. Yeah. And coming into this experience, I think we both felt obviously we could have prepared more, but we were probably more like ready for the event. Like yeah. we understood the event or what it was going to be like. And then you were out there and you were like, actually, no, <laughs> that's not <laughs> the case. Actually, actually, no, I don't know what like. No. <laughs> you, and I think for me, it's like, I think you can obviously continue to prepare more, but I feel like there's a threshold where we spend too much energy dwelling, thinking, conceptualizing, and it actually holds us back from like just being in the experience, embracing what the experience is like, and understanding that actually doing something yeah. is totally different than thinking about it because so many of us stop ourselves from the thing that we want because we say, oh, it's going to be like this, or we know it's not going to turn out well, this person's going to say this thing and I can't, you know, I can't do anything about that or, or that's just what's going to happen. This is the way it's going to be. And then we pigeonhole ourselves into that. We bottleneck ourselves into that and, and then potentially miss out on something amazing, which we could have easily done by saying, oh, we didn't plan this out right. It's not going the way we wanted to versus embracing the moment that it was and just understanding, hey, it actually is always supposed to be different and actually always is different than what you think it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because I sort of felt the same way that like, oh, I should have been on trails more. Oh, I should have. I even told you like, we should have practiced by putting our feet in ice water so that we could be prepared for running on cold feet. And like, there's just so much that you can't prepare for. And like, I love what you said there. Like, what if I spent less time worrying and more time embracing it and allow for the uncertainty and allow for the unknown? I think we just hate that uncertainty, but it's not that bad when you're there. So I, I think that you can save yourself a lot of grief by just recognizing like it's going to be different than I think it is. And that's okay. Right. As well as it's kind of part of the fun. Like yeah. that was one thing really emphasized in this is like, how, how are we having fun during this experience? Because I think, I mean, obviously in our last event, I think we also had fun, but it was different. Yeah. It was definitely different mindset entirely about yeah. like, that one was more about survival. And this one was about, I think, having an experience. Well, just because it was so... I totally agree. Yeah. There's so much going on in that last one where... And we did. We really bit off a lot. And this one, we were like, okay, this is more manageable. But still, your brain could make it something like you're not equipped for, you're not good enough, or you should have done better versus, oh, this is fun. Like, we actually yeah. get to go on this trail. We get on this cliff we get to see this water yes it is a lot colder yes there's a lot more roots there's (laughs) these things but how much more fun how is that part of the adventure of it yeah i love it okay the next one that i have is just this idea that your life gets more interesting when you're willing to be bad at things and like there's just so many elements of this event that like I'm not naturally good at and like I just think if I have to be good at it before I do it there's so much in my life I'm not gonna do and so much that I'm gonna miss out on and recently I was listening to this woman who's a 
big triathlete. Her name's Leslie Patterson. Like she's a world champion. And she also won an Oscar for being a screenwriter. And the interviewer was asking her, like, what's the key to your success? And she just said, I like being bad at things. And that has just stuck with me, that idea that, like, I like it. Not that, like, I'm willing to be bad at things and it's okay if I'm bad at things. But she says, like, no, I, like, actually like it. I like being a beginner. I like figuring things out. I like not not being good at something. And I let myself do that. And I just think that there's so much in our life that is available to us and so many interesting, fun things so many experiences we can have if we are willing to be bad at something and not have to be good at it. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more. I just, because we were, you know, if you were to like, yeah, automatic word. Yeah. We finished, we finished last. Yeah. Like we actually finished last out of everybody, but that didn't matter because like, it wasn't, that wasn't the point. The point was actually doing it because if you really compare, it's like, yeah, we finished last of the people who chose to do it. Yeah. Like and we finished chose to after. do the long course, right? But yes, we came across the finish line. They announced our names. Everybody cheered. And then they said, and with that, that ends our 2023 <laughs> Mackinac Island Odyssey swim run. <laughs> like, woohoo. Oh, yay. <laughs> yeah. And I think yeah, it's really easy have- for your brain to be like, what are you thinking? You you are not good at this. This is embarrassing. But it's just you get to like you get to decide it's embarrassing or you get to decide it's awesome. Like we had an experience that we wouldn't have had if we had to be good at it. And we had an experience that we wouldn't have been like you and I like be able to being able to train together, like run those trails together. Uh, swim those waters together, have the experience we had together. Like if we had to be good at any of that, like we would have missed out on that. And I just think that everybody should know that, that like you do not have to be good at it to be able to, to be able to play and to be able to participate and to be able to decide, no, I'm, I'm getting this experience in my life. Yep. I totally agree. And so the next thing that I wanted to bring up, I guess, uh, lesson is there's nothing wrong with pain. Like there's <laughs> a lot of pain <laughs> on this. I mean, cause we've obviously both experienced a lot of pain in our life, but this is like voluntary. We signed up for this, like yeah. putting ourselves through an experience that we did not have to. And it's so easy in that moment to be like, why am I doing this? Or this shouldn't be this way. Like the water's freezing cold and like we get out and we're like shivering or the waves yeah. are in us. And so we're kind of dizzy getting out of it. My feet start to hurt and calves as we're going uphill and downhill. And so it's just like your brain always begins to offer you the question, like, why are we doing this? Like there's something wrong going on because that's just the natural input that happens from pain. And I just love to remind myself, there's actually nothing wrong with it. Like there's nothing wrong with having it be in my experience because like it, it makes it part of that experience on, yeah. you know, I'll always have that memory of like, yeah, calves burning, feet hurting, my feet still hurt from that experience. But it's like, yeah, that's a memory worth having because of that pain. It added to the experience in terms of the contrast of it, yeah. it, made it worth it that we were able to keep on going despite having this pain. And so I think ultimately validating it is 
like the best thing that you can offer yourself and just saying, there's nothing wrong with this. Like, but also you're allowed to like voice your pain. Like we kept saying that water's cold or this hurts and stuff, but we didn't make it mean, Hey, let's stop. Of course, you know, we took the breaks needed to, but we didn't make it mean, okay, let's turn around or, Oh, we're not qualified for this because you're not supposed to be in pain. You're not supposed to have this versus anyone ever does anything hard. Like, you know, physical event or otherwise, you know, the requirement is pain to get the thing that you want. Yeah. I, I love that because there are just so many times where I would tell myself like it's supposed to hurt and it just takes away the resistance to it. And you can just like, especially I remember coming out of that third swim, the third swim was the longest one. And I was frozen by the time we got out of there, I was really shaking and you know, dad was there. My, my husband, David was there and he's just like, we got to, we got to figure out a way to regulate your temperature. And like, he's like, we got to solve this problem. And I was like, no, it is not actually a problem to be solved. It's just, this is just my body's natural reaction to cold, to discomfort, to pain. This is what it does. And it's not a problem. And like when we were coming out of there, it was so surprising, right? Like my muscles were just frozen after coming out of that water and they just like, it was so hard to like get him to get him to move. And in my mind, I would just go to the muscle, like, and imagine that kind of cold frozen muscle and just like lean into the discomfort. Let it tell me, tell me how cold you are. Tell me how hard this is. And let like my muscles speak back to me. I know that sounds a little bit weird, but the more I could lean into that, like the easier it was, then the muscle would kind of relax on me and and I could keep running. So I totally agree with you when you say there's nothing wrong with pain. And when you can just validate, acknowledge it, not make it wrong, it doesn't take the pain away. It just takes your resistance away, which is where all your energy is going. Okay. So that brings us to another lesson that I learned, which is that you can do amazingly hard things when you break them down into doable things. So this event, I think, is so unique because when you look at the numbers overall, like we went 19 miles that that day, we ran almost 16, we swam over three. And when you look at those numbers, that just seems like impossible to me. Like, how can I possibly run 16 miles? I can't. But Amazingly, when you break it down into just doable sections, this race is broken down. So the the first leg, for example, you run 1.6 miles, then you swim 600 meters, then you run three miles, then you swim another 600 meters, and you're going back and forth and back and forth. And because it's broken down into these smaller segments, every segment is completely doable. And I just think that like that is such a metaphor for whatever it is you're working on. When you look at the whole huge picture, you get overwhelmed, you get scared, you get like, I've never done that. There's no way I could do that. Your brain talks you out of it. It disqualifies you. But everybody can break it down into a smaller doable section. I just kept telling myself the whole time, hey, we just have to run this mile. Like my brain's like, I can't do anymore. We're like, yes, you can. You just have to run one mile. You just have to run the mile you're in. And my brain would be like, well, what mile are we in? <laughs> I was like, it doesn't matter. We're just running the mile we're in. And you can, you can always run the mile you're in. Right. And I love, yeah, what you said, like do the mile that you're in. And cause like, I don't know, we, I, when I think right now, oh, can I can run 18 miles? I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm like, or <laughs> I know it, whatever. 
I'm like, oh, that's too hard or that's too long. I've never done that before. But you're like, no, we did that. We actually yeah. did do that. And so, yeah, just the power of breaking things down is like, you cannot be emphasized enough. If you just taking any task that you think is just insurmountable, if you break it down, still uncomfortable, but totally achievable. Yes, 100%. All right. So got an, another one for us. Yes, I got the next lesson I had is that the process is what matters. Like as beautiful and amazing as crossing the finish line and actually even just doing the event, that's not what matters, nor is that where everything happens. Yeah. Like everything is a becoming effort. Everything that you set a goal towards or specifically for us in this endurance event happened you know, January 1st, I was looking back in those texts and always fun to look back and see our conversation. Like, are we going to do this thing or whatnot? And you're like, yeah, I guess so. Like, might as well. Like <laughs> our brain says no, but we kind of want to, it sounds interesting. And then we run our first mile and we're like, oh my gosh, I did a mile or I did two miles. And like how much of an achievement that was. And you look back on that and you're like, well, that's like nothing. Or like, of course you have to do that to do what we were doing. Like it just seems kind of inherent and natural, but it was not inherent or natural, you know, at the very beginning as inherent and natural as it felt on the finish line or throughout the whole process as, you know, beginner as we were, we were way beginners in the beginning and (laughs) cannot enough, like how important just letting yourself be in the process of it, be in uh, the 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 failures and the setbacks just be like yeah it's part of the process in yeah. the thing that I want you you can't like you know um it's beautiful to manage in you know a finish line and to have that event and there's you know that that definitely belongs like you should definitely celebrate that and as we've celebrated our achievement but that achievement is nothing nor could have been accomplished without the process and so the process actually this becoming who we are is really the thing that kind of matters the most in the end. Yeah. Like I, I think obviously brains just fixate on the finish line as like the only important part of the, of the whole thing, but it's, it's the smallest It's in so many ways, the smallest part, the finish line is the smallest part of all of it. And like what, what really mattered was all the decisions, all the overcoming our brain, all the, saying yes when our brain wanted to say no all of that along the way is what makes a difference in our lives and and makes a difference in in who we're becoming yes exactly okay and then speaking of becoming that kind of leads me to one of the last lessons that i wanted to talk about and that is just that like i am amazed at how your body adapts and becomes as you manage your brain. So I I think the lesson here is just that like your body is the best tech you have. Like it's a miracle to me how if you can manage your brain long enough to make your body do what you want it to do, your body will adapt. It will change. It will grow. It it develops muscles. It develops the lung capacity. It learns how to like make those systems, your circulatory system, your respiratory systems work so much better, work for you. Like it is required to adapt as long as you don't stop. And 
it was just miraculous to me to just recognize that your body knows what to do. It's your brain that's getting in the way. And if you can kind of (laughs) like, you know, put your brain in a box. And by that, I mean, like you are like mastering it and controlling it and saying, no, like I'm in charge, not you. It is amazing what you can accomplish. Yeah, no, it's insane what you can accomplish. And that kind of just to piggyback on that, my last lesson was that your brain (laughs) is the thing that kind of needs mastering, meaning that like it'll playing the same tricks on you. And yet the same process of, hey, my brain is going to do this thing. It's going to present something that's not true or or try and dissuade me from something. If I can overcome that hurdle or obstacle, I can do something amazing. My body can adapt and, and become something other than it is currently. So like I was talking about how with, earlier with my mom about like, on the drive to the airport was one of the first times I was actually nervous again to, am I going to make my flight? Am I going to, you know, do I have everything? Did I pack everything? Yes. Uh, just having like yeah. all that anxiety come again. And I was like, wow, I really feel like, you know, I've done this, like I've really kind of quote unquote, not mastered it, but I've like, I felt anxiety before. So it was weird to let, like, I was having all these thoughts kind of come up again. I was just like, oh, my brain is just doing what it was originally programmed to do is just, just a new situation. It's presenting itself or we should just stop. This is too hard. You're not good enough at this. Like all these thoughts, your brain has like no new tricks. It might present it in different ways or whatnot, but at the end of the day, it's always just going to give you a thought to stop you from doing something. Yes. To avoid pain and for good reason, but not for, the good reason of helping you achieve this goal. And so it's just important to remind myself how normal it is for my brain to bring that up and how normal it is or how I need to remind myself rather that my brain is just going to do that and that I need to respond to it. I need to have a response, you know, available for that, what it's going to do. Yes. Just as you were saying that, I was thinking about like the old tricks. Like my brain kept telling me, like, I don't know if you can finish. I I can't tell you how worried I was about that going into like, what if I don't finish? I just want to finish. I just want to finish. And yet during the actual event, at no time did I think, yeah, I'm not going to finish. <laughs> just like never occurred to me. But like for the weeks and like days and hours, especially leading up to it, I was just like, I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can finish. And yet when when it came down to it, like this was just like an old thought that like I might not be capable of doing this thing. And I think so many of us have that thought. I might not be able to. I might not be capable. And so then we stop before we even try it. I remember when we went to sign in and they were giving us our bib and our race gear and and the timing chip and everything. They gave us our t-shirts and <laughs> for the event, like the like the finished t-shirts, you know. And I was like, I had this thought. My brain was like, Oh, we don't even have to do it. Like we don't even have to go tomorrow and do that. And and that's a good thing because you might not finish, but at least you got the t-shirt. Like even the day before, my brain was saying you might not finish, but at least you got the t-shirt. And I hadn't even done it. And I I just think. For the people in our audience listening, I think there are so many things that your brain is saying, I don't know if you can do this. I don't know if you're capable. And so then we don't even try. And I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like 
it's just the same old nonsense your your brain always gives you. And it doesn't matter. I guess what I would emphasize there is that it doesn't matter how many times you have done it, have shown your brain that you can, have proved you are capable, it still brings it up again. Right. And kind of to sum up with all the other lessons you're bringing up is that it's going to sell you this story. And so it's just a matter of how do you want to respond to it? What are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to desires or are you going to listen to comparison? Are you going to listen to just kind of like being willing to be bad at it or saying like, I need to be this sort of way. Are you going to listen to there shouldn't be any pain or actually there's plenty of pain. And so it's just this idea that like, if there is something out there that you want to do, or you kind of felt the yearning to do, go for it. Like that's, it's available to you. There's the only thing stopping you from it is yourself. Your brain is going to sell you a whole story on it, whole process. And you might even finish last or not be good at it or not even come close to what you were doing, but it's not what it's about. It's about the process. So if it's something you want to do, I'd say go for it. And, and, just know full, like, <laughs> like ahead of time, your brain's not going to want to do it, or it's going to present a story that you've heard time and time again, and it's going to feel like the truth when it's not. It's never the truth. Yeah. And you get to do it anyway. I was thinking about, you know, I, I've heard Jesse Itzler say before that, like, there's a difference between the things that you can do and the things that you will do. And that difference right there is like, happening in your mind. Like there is so much you can do. There is so much available to you, but whether or not you will do it, whether or not you actually do it comes down to what you decide about yourself in your own mind. And I, for one, I'm just like, so glad I, we maybe didn't spend any time doing this, but like, there were a lot of times we texted back and forth as well about like, maybe we shouldn't be doing this because, you know, with the wedding and with the things going on in our lives, like our training wasn't perfect. We didn't get a lot of time to practice together. Even there was a lot of that where my brain was like, again, I don't know if it's even worth doing, if it's even worth flying out there, because who knows if you can even do this, you haven't really put in the time. And and we even considered our brain again was like, well, maybe we should, maybe we should not do it. Maybe we should opt out. And I'm so glad that we didn't listen to it. I'm so glad that we did it and and that we did it together. I, I, will always cherish this memory. I just think like I want to live a life where I get to do, where I get to have great experiences and I don't let my brain keep me from them. Yeah. And yeah, I just absolutely loved it. I would love doing it with you. Loved being in all of it, just really stepping into, you know, like if we hadn't taken that opportunity to, you know, take a chance on ourselves, we would have we wouldn't have experienced all that nature, the love of family, just yeah. a beautiful place, beautiful time, and also just to see what we're capable of. And so I just, I, yeah, absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was awesome. It was really awesome. <laughs> all right, everybody. We hope that's been useful to you and helpful. And we just want to like encourage all of you to go after the things that you want as well. Right. Because I imagine we're going to have something else, <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. And we're going to have to go through it all again. And that's part of it. It's part of the fun process of life. And so I love it. And I, yeah, I, I, just like what my mom said, I would encourage all of you to really give yourself that opportunity. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like what you heard today, please leave your review, share it with a friend, and don't forget to follow me on my Instagram at Caleb the College Coach for more content that'll inspire you. And if you want to apply the very tools that I talk about directly to your life with a personal touch, sign up for your free 30-minute coaching call with me. Remember, you are good, you are capable, and you can have the very life you want. Good luck out there in the real world.